1: One of the distinguishing features about Jesus' life is that he was led by the Spirit of God. The same distinguishing feature that's available to you and I as believers in Christ. A distinguishing feature we'll explore today on Abounding Grace. of the Spirit. It doesn't replace God's law or make God's law unnecessary. You know, you'll hear folks who will say that they're led by the Spirit, so they're not under law. However, they have no idea what this text here that we're looking at in Galatians really means. Welcome to Abounding Grace with Pastor Gary Wagner from Reformed Heritage Church in San Jose. Today, he'll be talking about the leading of the Spirit as together we explore Galatians 5, verses 17 through 25. Here's Pastor Gary and today's broadcast.
2: One of the distinguishing features of Jesus' life as he walked on the earth 2,000 years ago was that he was led by the Holy Spirit of God. And in the first verse of Luke 4, we read these words about him. And Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan... And was led about by the Spirit in the wilderness. Now notice Jesus' life here. As a man, he was filled with the Spirit. He was led by the Spirit. His life was constantly under the controlling influence of the Spirit. And I'd like to make two applications of that one verse before we go on. If Jesus needed to be filled with the Holy Spirit... If he needed to be led by the Holy Spirit, if he needed to be under the controlling influence of the Holy Spirit in order to be and to do everything God assigned for him, and he was sinless, how much more do we sinners need to be filled with the Holy Spirit, led by the Holy Spirit, and constantly be under the controlling influence of the Holy Spirit? A second observation, what a joy and an awesome privilege it is as a Christian to experience in our lives the very same thing Jesus experienced in his life as a man. When he walked upon this earth, such a common experience as Jesus had and as we, his disciples, have unites us all the more closely and tightly to our Lord and Savior. So today, let us look as closely as time will allow into this profound experience that Jesus had and that we have as believers of being led by the Spirit of God. And the focus of our consideration will be the two texts that were read earlier: one from Galatians 5 and one in Romans 8. In Galatians 5:18, I'm going to read these verses very slowly to get them into your mind. And please, I'd like you to keep them into your mind throughout the rest of my message today. Because these are the verses we're going to talk about to understand what the leading of the Spirit is. Galatians 5.18 If you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Romans 8.14 All who are being led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. Now, what's the first thing we observe about these two verses? The leading of the Spirit is common to all believers. Everyone who is a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, and only believers in the Lord Jesus Christ, however weak, however strong, however mature, however immature, are led by the Holy Spirit. Then Romans 8 says, in effect, all who are being led by the Spirit of God, all of those and those alone are the sons of God. In fact, it is this being led by the Holy Spirit that distinguishes us as believers in Jesus from every other human being On the face of this earth, the leading of the Holy Spirit is not just for a select few of super spiritual people. All believers in Jesus, without exception, are led by the Holy Spirit. In fact, we would have remained under the power of sin and death and Satan and would have been incapable of doing anything pleasing to God were it not for the fact that we are being led by the Holy Spirit of God. The first thing we see is that this leading of the Spirit is something all of us as Christians have. Secondly, the leading of the Spirit does not replace God's law or make them unnecessary as as the standard for our thinking and our living in this world. Let me say that again. Because this is where a great amount of confusion enters in the church. The leading of the Spirit does not replace God's law in our lives or makes God's law unnecessary as the standard for our conduct, for the way we think and live in this world. But Galatians 5.18 seems to say the opposite, doesn't it? If you are led by the Spirit... You are not under the law. Now, antinomians go wild over this verse. This is one of their favorite verses in the Bible. And I really wouldn't be surprised if they have written this on canvas in large letters and framed this on their wall in various places in their homes. That's how much they love this verse. First of all, what is antinomian? It is made up of two words. Anti means against, and nomian comes from the Greek word nomos, which means law. So it is someone who is against the law of God and yet professes to be a Christian. They love this verse because on the surface it seems to say the very thing that they believe. Now what is it the antinomian believes of which the church in America is full of today. This is what the antinomian believes. You may even know a few people who believe this. The Jews of the Old Testament were in fact expected to live by the laws of the Bible. And these laws in the Bible do condemn the unbeliever and make him see his need for Christ. But the believer in Christ has been free from any obligation to obey those laws... Because he now has the Spirit of God in his heart. And that Spirit of God is leading him into knowing what is right and wrong for him. And all he has to do now is to follow the direction of the Spirit leading from within. Now, that is what many, many professed Christians throughout this country believe. We are not obligated now. We are saved by grace, and we are not obligated to have to worry about keeping the law of the Bible, because now we have the Holy Spirit in our heart, and all we have to do is follow His leading. That's determined within ourselves by communing with the Holy Spirit as to how He would have us act, and how He would have us live. And so we follow His leading in our heart. And as we feel his leading, we do exactly what we feel led to do. And being concerned with the rules and regulations of the Bible is a legalistic type of life, they say. It is a life that is a non-spiritual type of life. It has no joy in it. It has no freedom in it. It, it is literally slavery. It is legalism. A life of joy and freedom is to forget all the rules and regulations of the Bible and instead follow the leading of the Holy Spirit in your, in your heart. And then they use Galatians 5.18 as their supportive verse, which on the surface, without any serious thinking, does seem to say what they say it says. They say, if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. But whenever an antinomian takes that verse to prove his case, and when he thinks that verse is saying what he believes, he is telling you he does not know how to read Scripture. He's telling you that he has a preconceived notion as to what this verse means, and he is reading back into the text without taking into consideration the plain sense of the words, or more particularly, the context in which these words occur, the context of the fifth chapter of Galatians and the eighth chapter of Romans, and actually, really, the whole context of the book of Galatians. Whenever you read a verse of the Bible, you must not only try to understand it in light of the verses that precede it and follow it, and doing that really makes a verse a far richer and more profound verse to you. But you must also, in your Bible study, ask you what that verse means in the context of the book in which it occurs. So when you do that, you'll see that Paul implies nothing like the interpretation the antinomian has. When Paul says we, as spirit-filled Christians, are not under the law, You must understand that phrase in Paul's whole discussion in the book of Galatians, as well as the early chapters of Romans. Believers in the Lord Jesus Christ are not under the law. That is a fact. Praise God, that is a fact. That is one of the glorious benefits of the gospel of Jesus Christ. But in what sense are we no longer under the law? Whenever Paul says such a thing, he is referring to the role of the law of God, not in our sanctification, but in our justification. Now, those two words are not the words of some theologian. These are God's words he put in the Bible, and of course, we should understand all of God's words, right? Sanctification is that process that begins in you the moment you are born again, where the Holy Spirit from within conforms you more and more into the image of Christ and helps you die more and more to sin and live more and more unto righteousness. Justification is that declaration of not guilty, God makes about you at the beginning of your Christian experience when you are born again and you put your faith in Jesus Christ. Now, whenever Paul says anything that appears negative about the law of God, he is talking about it with reference to this subject of justification. Whereas the law of God is a help in sanctification in this process of becoming a stronger Christian, which... We will see in a minute. And Paul emphasizes this time and again. When it comes to justification, we are not under the law. We don't have to try to make any points or obey the law to earn God's favor by doing enough right things. Because you can't do enough right things to earn God's favor. All of your righteousness, the Bible says, is as filthy rags. Christ won God's favor for us. And now in receiving Him as our Lord and Savior, we are justified by the judge of the universe. So now we are under grace. And grace is the principle that determines our standing with God. Not law. The Judaizers of Paul's day, the legalists of his day and and ours, believe that the principle by which we determine our relationship with God is how well we do at being good and honest and upright and moral and lawful people, what we have seen time and again throughout this study is that no one has ever gotten their sins forgiven and been accepted with God on that basis because we are all condemned before we start. Moreover, the Bible says, Cursed is everyone that does not perform all the law of God. So that way does not get you anywhere to be under the law as the principle by which you determine your standing with God. How well you have done, does not determine whether or not you are right with God. That is a false gospel. We are under grace, and grace determines our standing with God. Unmerited, undeserved, unearned favor that God bestows upon us in the Lord Jesus Christ, enabling us to believe in him. So when Paul says in Galatians 5.18 that the context of the whole book is about justification, then he is saying the whole book of Galatians is refuting the legalist, those who believe you are saved by works or by self-effort, saved by obeying the law of God. The entire book is about justification. So when he says those of you who are led by the Holy Spirit are not under the law of God, he is not saying you can now do whatever you will and just forget the Ten Commandments. You do whatever you want to do now, it doesn't matter, just so you are led by the Holy Spirit. No, he is saying being led by the Spirit is proof. That you are no longer under the law for justification. If you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Well, how do you know you have been saved? And had your sins forgiven and no longer have to worry about trying to earn God's favor? How do you know that your faith in Christ is real? You are led by the Holy Spirit. And by being led by the Holy Spirit does not mean you don't have to obey God's law anymore. It simply means that this experience you have of the Holy Spirit leading you in this life is proof that you have been delivered from the condemnation of the law of God. You are no longer under the law of God as something that condemns you. You are no longer under the law of God as a principle that determines your relationship with God. You are under grace. The law of God is no longer your tutor that whips and beats you to the Lord Jesus Christ as it once did to you. That is why you are now a believer. But now that you have Christ, you are in Christ, and as a believer in Christ and saved by Christ, you no longer need that tutorial, harsh, brutal treatment of the law of God. You are no longer under the law of God as something that aggravates your sin, as you were before you became a Christian. Before you were a Christian, when you lived in rebellion against God, God said, do this, and you said, no. God said, don't do this, and you said, I will. In fact, every time God told you to do something, he just aggravated your sin all the more. We're no longer under the law's aggravation because your heart has been changed and the law of God has now been written upon your heart. So you see, when Paul says, Those of you who are led by the Spirit are not under the law. He's not agreeing with the antinomians at all. That would be contradictory to the things he has said time and again throughout the book of Galatians. And honestly, throughout the rest of the New Testament. He is simply saying this is the proof that the law of God no longer condemns you. It's no longer an aggravation to you. It is no longer a harsh tutor towards you. Now you have the power to obey that law you once did not have. Being under the law of God, all you have is that law. And if that is all you have is the law of God, beloved, you have nothing because you don't have the ability to obey it. The law of God, as right and as holy as it is, it cannot give anyone the power to obey it. So if all you have is the law of God to determine your standing with him, you are condemned. Because all you're going to do is break it. It cannot give you the power to obey it. But now you are filled with the Holy Spirit. And being led by the Holy Spirit. And you have a power that you never had before. And that power is a power that, as we have seen, to do what you ought to do. Which is what God has revealed for you to do in his word. Let's look at some verses now to show that the Bible does not contradict itself here. There's another important principle for, this is another important principle for understanding scripture. Make sure you take into consideration the plain sense of the word. Make sure you take into consideration the context in which a verse occurs. And then make sure that when you come up with your final interpretation, that it does not contradict what the Bible says somewhere else. And when the antinomians come to this verse and say, hey, all you need is the Holy Spirit. You don't need the law of God anymore. They are contradicting what the Bible says elsewhere. And they are refuting their own position. Turn to Romans chapter 3. Paul says some very strong negative things about the role of the law of God and justification and having your sins forgiven. So notice how he sums up this chapter, verse 27. Where then is boasting? It is excluded by what kind of law? Of works? No, but by the law of faith. For we maintain that a man is justified by faith apart from the works of the law or is God, the God of Jews only? Is he not the God of the Gentiles also? Yes, of Gentiles also, since indeed God, who will justify the circumcised by faith and the uncircumcised through faith, is one. Do we nullify the the law of God through faith? May it never be. On the contrary, we establish the law of God. In other words, he is saying, don't take my negative comments about the law of God out of their context. The law of God is of no use in being justified and having your sins forgiven and in being accepted into the family of God, for it is by grace through faith in Christ that we are accepted. Paul is saying, don't say then that the law of God has absolutely no use in your life. Rather, we establish the law of God by these very words. Look at the sixth chapter of Romans. Our antinomian friends love this one, too. But, of course, I'm hoping that all of us love it much more. Verse 14. For sin shall not be master over you, for you are not under the law, but under grace. Now, when anyone ever tells you that they are not under the law, but under grace, which means to them that they don't have to obey the laws of God anymore... But just follow the grace of the Holy Spirit. Just ask them. Which of the Ten Commandments do we get to break? Can I shoot you? Can I sleep with your wife? Can I steal your money? Which of the Ten Commandments do I get to break if we are no longer under the law of God as a guide for our moral decisions? But notice what Paul is saying. Is sin still not, sin shall not be master over you, or sin is not going to be a tyrant over you and control you and run your life anymore because you are no longer under the indictment and the aggravation of the law of God and the impotence of your unbelieving life. But rather, now you are under the full resources of God's grace, and that is why sin, which is lawlessness, breaking the law of God, will not master you and your life will not be dominated by lawlessness and disobedience to God who is now our master.